you want a title for this morning, From Small Acorns. From Small Acorns, then I, can, I suppose you can say the unbelievable can happen, the unbelievable will happen, but from small acorns. We've got a, a, a text I've spoke on this, um, on this verse before. I can remember speaking when we were at Hebron uh, at this, at this um, is it going to appear? At this, and it's just one verse that we all know extremely well. But surely, surely people, I can't understand people who, who wouldn't want immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. In anything, sometimes you go out for something to eat, don't you? And you shouldn't have that extra portion of pudding, but you like that extra portion of pudding, but you have that extra portion of pudding. Things that you like and you get, uh, you get into, you want a bit more of. And when you start thinking about the things that we want a bit more of, um, I suppose it's, it's individual choices, isn't it? But what you want more of, you get more of. You strive to get more of. But do we want immeasurably more from God? Last Sunday in January, where's the month gone? It doesn't seem five minutes since Christmas. And I was thinking while I was preparing this, I can remember times gone past when, when it seemed to be that more people made New Year's resolutions. I hardly hear of any New Year's resolutions. I don't know if it's just me, but I, I hardly hear of New Year's, people making New Year's re resolutions um, these days. But usually, last week in January, for most people, their New Year's resolution has already gone. I can remember years ago when I went to a gym week by week, January was a nightmare because you couldn't get on any of the equipment because everybody had made the New Year's resolution they were going to get fitter in the new year. But come the end of January, the place was empty. And so that's so it's how much we want immeasurably more. We can see what it says there. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. What? Ask or imagine? That's mind-blowing, isn't it? According to his power that is at work within us. I just hope that this is the believer's want. And it's the believer's quest to see immeasurably more of God we know that Paul was writing to, his, to the, the church in Ephesus, and Paul certainly knew immeasurably more in his life, didn't he? He knew God, and he knew immeasurably more. But one thing with Paul, remember, the bloke was shipwrecked, he was jailed, he was beaten for his faith, and he could still talk about immeasurably more. But do you know immeasurably more? I wonder, as we sing that song, you've been so, so good to me, have you experienced more than you've imagined? We can get caught up day by day, can't we? It's just a day by day that goes by. It's God doing something immeasurably more than you can ask or you can imagine. But all great things stem from small beginnings, the little acorns, little acorns, from little acorns, the immeasurable can grow. I can remember when down the road was just a thought in our minds. And now we know what's happening down there. No way that that just happens overnight. So we don't open the doors and have how many families have them texts come through. It's little by little. So don't get impatient while we're waiting for immeasurably, uh, immeasurably more. Above the 
Apurimac River, near the remote village of Ohinchi in Peru, there's a, there is a suspension bridge. It's been there since the 14th century. It's made from four miles of coir grass. So it's a grass-constructed suspension bridge. But how did they build this, this bridge that's still there today? First, a bowman from the Inca tribe fired a thread 45 metres across the gorge. Then his mate on the other end fired another one back. Then they pulled a thicker braid of grass back and forward, back and forward. It's 45 metres across the bow and eventually, sorry, across the gorge. And eventually, that rope bridge was constructed. It's the Inca tribe's job to reconstruct it every June. And it's still there today. But it didn't happen by chance. It didn't happen in one effort. It took time to construct. And some things that we need, uh, that we need, we need to remember that they start from small beginnings. The prophet Joel writes in Joel, in Joel 2 verse 28, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Paul in Acts 2.17 says this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. So here we go. How do we get immeasurably more? And this is what I want to focus on this morning. How do we get immeasurably more? And I think and believe that to get immeasurably more, the older ones of us need to... Now, you choose which category you want to be in, but your older ones have got to dream dreams and your younger ones have got to see the vision. And the more that you see this from small things, the immeasurably more you will see in the faith. But you've got to dream a dream or you've got to see the vision. But we've got a choice, haven't we? We can either, we can either chase our dream or ignore our dream but to get better we need to execute our vision all through life the quality that we receive depends on the decisions that we make the better decisions that we make the better we usually do in our lives the worst choices that we make usually don't end up well and I'm sure all of us can testify to to both uh, aspects of, of that but in our Christian life that's what we're in, we're in church, in our Christian life the quality of our decisions determines the quality of our Christian life if we're bored at church and I ain't bothered who you are if you're bored at church you're not going to want to come because nobody wants to come and be bored but if we're excited through the vision that we know of God you want to come to church, you want to meet with God's people there's a vibrance, there's a buzz. It's the choice that we make, the choice that you get. Proverbs uh, 16, verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. I wonder, are you looking? Are you asking? Are you trusting for that dream, for that vision? Or is it something you just forget about? You just don't, you just don't engage in. You just do your normal week by your normal week. Henry Ford, the great motor 
the great uh, car motor magnate. In 1903, he built his first petrol-powered engine in his shed. But today, Henry, well, Ford Motor Company operate in over 125 countries. And today, the Ford Motor Company is worth billions. But Henry Ford said this, poor people are not people who are skinned. They are people without a dream. Quite harsh words, aren't they? Can you dream? If you're older like me, I wish I was younger and see the vision. But can you dream or can you see a vision in your life? Apparently, the word vision occurs 31 times in the Old Testament. And this shows God's communication with man. This is through inspired revelation. But the one that's, that's fired around quite often within church, Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, people perish. And usually people attach that to the church. Well, the leadership have got no vision, the, the congregation's going to perish. But I read that as saying, if the people haven't got a vision, people perish. You need a vision. You need to know what God's about. You need to see where he is, what he wants to do. A God-given vision must be inspired. Someone once defined vision as foresight with insight based on hindsight. Another, def another definition of vision is vision is an informed bridge from the present to the future. But a God-given plan, a God-given vision gives, sorry, gives to be, a God-given vision is man making God's vision reality. Is this what we want to be, be involved with here at church? Do we want to be about God's business? Do we want to receive God's vision that turns the plan into reality? Because that's what we need to do. We call to serve in the place that we are put. And you know what? God's plan is fully inclusive. So you can say you're retired and you really, you've done your work in the church. You hear that one as well. But it's your, your turn to dream the dreams. I was thinking about this. Well, what's the difference between a dream and a vision? Why should old people dream the dreams and young people see the vision? And it come to me that old people can dream the dreams because they've had life's experience. They can dream the dream. They can think of what the next step could be. And then the younger people can catch the vision of the dream of the older people. It all works together. And that's how God works. Nobody retires in kingdom business. We just dream the dreams. And hopefully the younger people will work as a team to build the vision. It's all inclusive. But I just wonder, are we dreamers or vision killers? Will the kingdom benefit from our dreams and visions? Or will the kingdom be limited by our dreams and visions? Henry Ford also said, don't find fault, find a remedy. God's got a vision for every individual life. It's just up to us to catch hold of that vision and do what God wants us to do. Seek God, seek that vision, dream that dream, and trust God to accomplish all that he wants to do through you immeasurably more 
immeasurably more. Numbers 13, we know the story, and it's no surprise when we're talking about dreams and visions that I refer to Numbers 13, because in Numbers 13, it's when Moses send, sends out the 12 spies. Moses, great, great leader um, in, in, the, in the faith, he was God-inspired. I believe God used, Mo, used Moses for immeasurably more. But what did he do? We know he sent the 12 spies out. But don't forget that the spies went out not to bring back an opinion. They didn't have to bring back a strategy. They didn't have to find fault. All they had to do was find the facts because Moses had got the vision. But we need to investigate our vision knowing that our God will never fail us. And our God-given vision should inspire us to act. If we're in a quiz now, so Phil, this is one of your quiz questions, or if you're in a pub quiz or whatever quiz, and somebody said to you, and you'll have to excuse my pronunciation, but if somebody said the question was, who were these people? There we go. Shamua, Safat, Ligal, Palti, Gadil, Gadi, Emil, Sethur, Nabi, and Jeul. Now, I'll tell you what, before I prepared this message, I would not have had a clue who those people were. Million dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire? Not a clue. And it's a biblical question. So you think, wow, I should really know a bit about. I wouldn't have a clue, right? Has anybody got a clue here? Keith's, Keith's, Keith's nodding. I thought Keith. But these, these were names, the names of the 10 spies who brought back the negative news. And none of us have heard of them. They were vision killers and they were dream destroyers. And we've not heard any one of them because their God was too weak. They were too small. The task was too difficult and the giants were too big. But when you focus on your fears instead of your faith, when you focus on your foes instead of your father, you will say no when God's saying go. I really want to be encouraged because the two names that you certainly will know is the other two, Joshua and Caleb. So if that's your million-dollar question, Joshua and Caleb, who were they? Well, you know who they were. Why do I mention this? Don't be vision killers. Let's make a mark for God. Let's be a Joshua and Caleb church. Let, in this area, people know who we are. On that great day when we stand before our Lord and Saviour, when he won't say, who are you? I'll say, you were Bethel Blackheath. Because it's people around here need to know this God that we serve. They need to know the love of the Father. They need to know immeasurably more in their lives. And you could say from nothing, I don't know, addiction, family problems, everything that goes with society. Immeasurably more for somebody who's got nothing is little. A small acorn can make such a difference. And we know the God that can make that difference. 
But if we're vision killers and dream destroyers, I'm sorry to say that our future is probably not going to be the best. Let's seek God. Let's look for the vision. Let's dream the dreams, knowing that our God can do immeasurably more than we can dream of. And whatever our vision is, God, if it's a godly vision, then God is sure enough to fulfill the promise through us. 1975, Stephen Sasson worked for Kodak. He developed, the, he developed the digital camera. All excited, he went to his bosses thinking that they would be delighted. But they weren't. Kodak bosses saw this as a threat to its main business, which was traditional film. Digital took off. Kodak nearly went bankrupt. Xerox developed the first PC. It was called the Alto. But they didn't market it. They didn't think there was a need for it. They didn't market it. Steve Jobs, who we know by name, visited Xerox and adapted the features into the Mac. Look where Apple are now. Some of us are old enough to remember Blockbuster Video. In the year 2000, they were a home movie rental company and they ruled the home entertainment. We all went there. It was only Blackheath, wasn't that? And they, they ruled uh, the home entertainment business. Along came a struggling online mail order company in need of cash. They were called Netflix. They went to Blockbuster and asked the board of Blockbuster if they wanted to buy Netflix for the sum of £57 million. But they were laughed out of the building thinking that Netflix was a waste of time. You know what happened next? People stopped renting DVDs and today Netflix is worth £160 billion. People who missed out on immeasurably more us as a church, please, please, please. I say this message in the first month of the year for the rest of the year, 2022. Let's see measurably more. Let's not be a spiritually bankrupt church by the end of the year. Let's see the place grow. But we need dreams and we need visions. God-given dreams and God-given visions. The other thing we need to do is get behind the dream and vision. Don't be killers of what God is giving us. I just wonder, here at Bethel, is the most beautiful song yet to be sung? Is the best sermon yet to be preached? Is the greatest work yet to be done? I believe it could be that we can do immeasurably more in this place. But we've got to see the vision that God is putting before us. We need the ability to see God's presence. We need to perceive God's power. And we need to focus on God's plan. Here at Bethel Blackheath, we can grow. Remember from small acorns, from that first thread of grass that built the bridge in Peru, from that first inquiring prayer, from being available, from wanting immeasurably more, God can work and God will work. Because God's alive, he's sitting on the throne, he wants the best for us. And I'm sure that God's not done with us. But can we work for him? Let's seek our dreams and visions here at Bethel Blackheath.
throughout 2022. Thank you.